Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So we'll be continuing our <clears throat> Brahma Vihara practice and um, with equanimity that you started earlier um, a few days ago. <clears throat> Remember, equanimity is a, a balanced, spacious mind that's here for everything. The 10,000 joys, the 10,000 sorrows. Knowing that everything is coming and going. Knowing that experience is simply an unfolding of causes and conditions. When we get in touch with equanimity, it's like we're removing the, the blame either towards ourselves or towards others. We're surrendering the illusion of control And particularly in relationship to others, we're just letting them have their own experience. We can be there for them. We can feel love and well-wishing towards them. We can feel compassion for their sorrows or challenges. We can feel joy for their successes. And we can simply allow them to have their own life, their own journey. If we can be there in a way that supports another, great but not to think it's up to us to take away their experience. In a way that's somewhat disempowering and not <clears throat> respecting their journey. If they th we think it's somehow up to us to take away their pain but to perhaps support by helping another get in touch with their own wisdom uh, be, because of our balance, oh, that's a real gift. And this is so hard when it's in relation to people that we really care about 
It's like a, a parent wants a child to succeed, but as much as they can do, that child, especially once they are um, somewhat self-sufficient, needs to learn their lessons too. And just like you needed to learn your lessons rather than having your your parents or whoever were the elders that you were around protect or try to control your life. So when you realize that all the lessons that have made you grow and wiser and deeper and more understanding are often through your own challenges. That's how you've grown. Then having that relationship with others is a real gift. Not apathy, not indifference, can be deep, deep caring while remains centered and just seeing that I can be there for another without thinking it's my job to fix them. And the same for ourselves as well. Rather than fixing myself, I can be here and hold whatever I go through with wisdom and balance and compassion and equanimity. Just in going through the highs and the lows, that's how you've been growing these weeks. Probably not the way it was, nor would it be a such a profitable experience if you were just even and peaceful for four or eight weeks. That's part of how we learn, how we grow. The phrase, traditional phrase that's, phrases that are used, it's it's a bit wordy. I know Dawn uh, shared some of it on uh, Friday, <clears throat> and there are other alternative phrases as well, but the, the traditional phrase is, um, you are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your <clears throat> actions. I, I include your habits or your choices, not on my wishes for you. You are the owner of your karma. You have your own karmic unfolding. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions and habits or choices, not on my wishes for you. Sometimes it's said, not only on my wishes for you. You can have those wishes, but 
allowing somebody to have their own life. And there are shortened, shortened versions of, of this as well. Um, for me, I, at one point, realized that I, I couldn't control somebody, somebody who I cared about, my son, uh, when he was young. And sharing that at first, it was a, a bit, seemed a bit cool until I just came up with the, the phrase, I honor your journey. I honor your journey. I'm here for you. I love you. I'm cheering you on. And I honor your journey. And you can also call on equanimity for yourself. For yourself or in relation to another. Just other simple phrases. May I have balance right now? Or just naming, oh, things are the way they are. It's like this. Any one of those that just acknowledges reality, there's a kind of alignment with the truth when we mm, let go of that contraction of wanting to or trying to control. It's like this. How can I respond wisely? That comes out of that. <clears throat> so we start actually in the, the, the traditional way that it's done uh, is starting with a neutral person where you don't have so much investment one way or another. And to just see they have their own their own life, their own karmic unfolding. So I would um, <clears throat> invite you to pick somebody in your life who you don't have so much of a charge. It can be a neighbor or somebody at work or it can be somebody right here on the retreat, somebody that maybe is sitting near you or that is um, uh, on your work meditation, who you don't have a particular charge one way or the other for. So pick that neutral person. And tune into them for a few moments more deeply than you normally would, so you have a, a sense of a connection with them. This person just wants to be happy. 
And you can wish that for them. And then using these equanimity phrases. Mm. Mm. Might take a few breaths for into the heart center just to soften that up so it's not so it's warm not cool then bring this person to mind and just realize they have their own their own life to live And then share with them, or in your mind's eye or your heart, those thoughts. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions, your choices, not on my wishes for you. See if you can maintain a connection in your heart where you wish well for them, but that's enough. And then just letting them live their life. You're the owner of your karma. Your happiness, unhappiness, depends on your actions, habits and choices, not on my wishes for you. Or I, I honor your journey. Whatever words might resonate for you. Mm. I care about you. And you have your own life to live.
when you're saying the phrases, if you get in touch with that sense of centeredness and spaciousness that just allows, then you can rest in that feeling. You don't have to keep on saying the words that they might, if they complicate or feel a little crowded. Just rest in the feeling. And now we can go through some of the categories and um, going to ourselves next. We can have equanimity about our own experience. Hopefully we're cultivating that in these days and weeks. <clears throat> that is removing the blame, removing the judgment, not taking credit, just life unfolding in how we meet it, determining our, our happiness and unhappiness. So we can say that to ourselves. I am the owner of my karma. You can say it with a kindness. I am the owner of my karma. My happiness and unhappiness depends on my actions, my choices, not only on my wishes for myself. Just seeing that in every moment you have a choice to act from attachment or aversion or ignorance or from kindness, generosity, wisdom. 
And that affects ourselves inside. It's great to see you have a choice. Not so much in what happens, but in what your relationship is to what happens. So tell yourself the good news. You have a choice in every moment. I'm the owner of my karma. My my happiness and unhappiness depends on my actions, my choices, not on my wishes for myself. Or that other perspective, things are the way they are. This moment is like this. Just see if you can be with whatever is here with a an invitation to balance and centeredness. You're saying this as a support to yourself so that you realize, oh, I have a choice in every moment how to relate to this moment. This is how things are right now. May I have balance. Okay, now we can open to a category of someone who we care about. You can take either 
benefactor or a dear friend. Someone that we like to see happy. But letting go of the idea that you can control their happiness or unhappiness. Caring about them, wishing them well, and letting go of thinking it's up to you to make that happen. Maybe your caring and your love can support them, but they still have to go through what they go through. And so bring someone to mind Feel that connection and that caring. And then let go of any agenda as you say the equanimity phrases. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions and your choices, not on my wishes for you. Or as much as I care about you, you have your own journey, your own life to live. If you can, sense the the freedom that comes with letting go of control or agenda a real gift that you can give to their relationship, having them sense that you care and just allowing them to have their own life to live.
Okay, and now we can open to the the difficult category. Same principle. We might wish we could change someone and do what we can to help them see things clearly and not be harmful and certainly take care and protect ourselves wisely. And they have their own lessons to learn. This doesn't mean non-action, but whatever action we take to take care of ourselves or to protect ourselves, we say, see that they have their own lessons to learn. And if they're somebody who is not as in touch with their, their love and kindness, then um, you can hold that reality with compassion, wishing them well, and just wishing and hoping that they learn their, their lessons in a helpful way. But not contracting the heart if possible, to just see everybody is learning their lessons and acting out of their own habits and confusions. So bring to mind some, someone fits in that difficult category that perhaps you're able to or want to work with. Don't pick the hardest one for you. There's someone you want to experiment with, with this attitude. Maybe a good person who sometime, somehow um, there's been some friction between you. Or maybe a confused person that that's not in touch as much with their love. And if you can bring them to mind, have an image of them, maybe see that inside there's really a, there's a little child inside all of us that wants to be happy. So perhaps wishing them well from that perspective, but letting go of you fixing them. So as you bring them to mind, again, these phrases. You're the owner of your karma. 
your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions and habits and choices, not on my wishes for you. You have to say this not in a punitive way. You're the owner of your karma. <laughs> but with caring. From a place of real um, well-wishing. The heart is not contracted in a Brahma-vihara. You're the owner of your karma. You're telling them the secret, the news. And your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions and habits, your choices, not on my wishes for you. May you learn the lessons you need to learn. You're wishing them well, but staying centered and letting go of control. Like Kuan Yin with her caring heart and her relaxed posture that just sees things are the way they are. And then just for the last few moments, first wish that for everyone here. Just get into that reality. May we all have balance. May we all understand that everyone has their own karmic journey. just honoring everyone's journey right here.
just want to uh, open it up for a few moments, see if there's any questions that that might be coming up. Let's see. And Somebody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. In the back, on the right side. Hi, my name is Eva, um, and I had a question about the Brahma Paharas in light of Temple's talk last night. Um, I've been practicing with them a lot on this retreat, um, and I can feel into a way in which sometimes I turn to them when I sort of don't like or don't want what is happening. And, you know, I can see some level of aversion in that. And so I was just sort of wondering how to think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, one of the basic principles in doing mindfulness practice is um, the more we can come into balance, the better, the 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 more the wiser relationship we have to experience. And so, the Buddha very specifically spoke about different strategies or methods to come into balance, so you can be present. He has one of my favorite discourses is five different strategies for working with, uh, with your practice when the mind is disturbed by thoughts. And the first one of those is when you're having some um, difficult thoughts, the, 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 the translations as evil, unwholesome thoughts. I don't like the word evil, but unwholesome thoughts. We can go there of anger or fear or whatever, akusala, thoughts of contraction, he says, substitute wholesome thoughts for those unwholesome thoughts. And so if you're having a lot of anger and you can't just be mindful of it and use the mental noting or rain or whatever, then, then you bring in loving kindness, for instance. Um, or if you're having a lot of doubt and you can't just be mindful of the mind state of doubt, he says, bring in some faith, someone who believes in you or someone who gives you inspiration. That's a skillful thing to do. And there's, you know, there's loads of antidotes for, for different mind states. Um, so that's skillful what you're doing. If that's where you, if you just do that 
and no, I'd rather not feel this. Um, let's just put some metta on top of it. Uh, if you're doing mindfulness practice, you're selling yourself short. So, so do it as a skillful way to come into balance. And then when you feel centered enough or have the energy enough or the spaciousness enough, okay, then, then you can mindfully feel the mind state. Um, that's one of five different strategies. So you're, you're right on. Trust, the intention behind it is the key. You know, oh, what do I need now to help come into balance or to meet this moment in a wise way? And you'll, if you ask it with that kind of open-heartedness, uh, chances are your intuition will, will lead you, um, help you find the way. Thank you. Anything? Um, wait, here's one back there, and then, and then another one. Yeah, right back. Yeah, hi, my name's Chris. Um, trying to understand karma. I mean, do you have to assume reincarnation for that? For example, if a young child is abused, how can they own that? How can that be their responsibility in a sense? Okay, so this is a big question. Karma, if you think in car- of, of karma in terms of, oh, what did I do? I must have done something awful for this. Um, there's, there's no end to that. Karma should not be used in terms of blame. Um, rather than that in this moment, if I meet this moment wisely, I'm planting the seeds for unfolding in the future. And I think I, I mentioned it in, the, uh, in passing in a talk I gave on equanimity a, a few nights ago that... Um, not everything is attributable to karma, um, uh, including things like systemic racism and inequities and, and cultural uh, conditioning, things like that. So it's not very helpful to go there and thinking, oh, why did this happen to this person? However, it's possible, and probably there's many people here in the room that can attest to this, to have be on the receiving end of hurt and to somehow um, access a wisdom and a love that can transform that hurt into very deep compassion. Probably many people here. How many people can relate to that transforming your own hurt into compassion? So this is the the mysterious alchemy um, that rather than trying to figure out, just seeing, oh, if there's some wisdom and understanding that comes in 
to that being's life, it's possible to transform it, but uh, but not looking back, what what could they have done? So in a sense, you don't have to assume reincarnation is just a matter of cause and effect of which you might be part of the cause or you might not be part of the cause. You don't have to, you don't have to go there. Okay. No, that's... Okay. Whatever is whatever is supportive of you to meet the moment yeah. wisely. So it's a matter of causes and effects, not necessarily partly you might be part of that, partly you might not be part of that. Yeah. Okay. Causes and conditions, causes and yeah. conditions. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, was there one more here? Oh, this okay, one last one here. Is there did is anybody on this side um, <laughs> I don't want to be unfair. But. Okay, last one. Thank you. Uh, my name is Cecilia. Um, in some ways, this maybe builds a little bit off the last question. It's very hard for me to stay in the room for equinute. Take your time. Just take some breaths and we're right here with you. It's hard for me to stay in the room for equanimity practice. Mm -hmm. Your happiness is not based on my wishes, yes. Real things are as they are. Difficult pills sometimes, but okay. As a child who was abused, Your happiness is up to your actions and choices is a very difficult phrase because it definitely feels like other people's actions impact <laughs> our happiness or unhappiness very directly. And I'm using that as a personal example. On Friday, Liz brought up, you know, homeless people, incarcerated people, there's people being sex trafficked. Yes, I, sitting here, cannot control those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I get the, the equanimity practice for supporting our balance and what we can and can't do. Mm -hmm. But this phrase, to say to someone who is experiencing so much direct violence your happiness is up to your choices, your habits. I don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. So first, uh, a couple of things. First, the equanimity practice, you're practicing for your own relationship to what is happening, um, not... Um, you're developing a centeredness within yourself so that, um, that you can act more skillfully in the world. And using, with the, with the um, uh, Brahma Vihara phrases, you use whatever phrase really resonates for you. And so if there's a phrase that just is 
triggers or is difficult or is confusing or is you just can't relate to it, don't use that phrase. And so you might even, you know, tune to just, may I have balance in the face of this or may you have balance as you go through your life. And yeah, it seems, it seems mm, mm, uncaring or thinking that it's your your choices in the in a bigger framework um, someone still might have a choice of how they um, they use their life circumstance um, it's diff- it's a bit different when it's when it's children but those children may grow up to um, to hold things in a wiser way, as you are right here. You somehow have been fortunate enough to be exposed to teachings, and here you are sitting a, a month-long retreat to find deeper compassion and deeper wisdom and deeper understanding. So you've made some, you've developed some habits that have turned that um, that abuse into into real compassion it's uh, clear we can feel it here and so you're you're just you're doing the what you can you know in your life I don't know if so you're if you're working with those people with with people who've been abused that's part of the deal that you have some input um, but up to a point, you you can't take away somebody's uh, somebody's sorrow or pain. You can be there for them, and your centeredness in that um, is a is a support for them. And again, not to blame. This is not about blame. Your happiness or unhappiness is up to depends on your actions they have a possibility of waking up and and changing and this is it's sometimes um you know heavy karma that we have to transform but on a on a karmic level just seeing that it is possible to transform um can be very empowering when you're working with people uh, who've been abused. Mm. But I would say just don't have to complicate it and go there if it snags the mind. You find, you know, you might be staying more with compassion and just uh, honoring honoring their life as, as best you can and finding your own center in the middle of it. You know, I don't know if that that helps it all, but um, that's what equanimity is about, is seeing I can only do so much to, to change uh, somebody else's internal reality, and then I can love them and help that they um, help them to, um, to get in touch with all the goodness inside. Thank you.
Okay. Yeah, equanimity is a really, it's a tricky one, and it's, it's a really important one because we have so much, because we care so much. So it's somehow holding that care and um, honoring that um, life is a mystery sometimes, but the more centered we can be, the more we can um, be of, of value to, to others. So, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.